In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. Before we get started today, I want to take a moment to introduce you to a brand new book called Radically Different. This 13-week study aims to help middle schoolers and young teens view life and especially relationships from a Christian worldview. Each week explores new relationships through the lenses of creation, fall, and redemption. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm welcoming Jonathan Carswell. Jonathan is the founder and CEO of TenOfThose.com, a publishing and distribution ministry involved in selling evangelistic material in bulk for as cheap as possible. Jonathan is also the author of several books, including Uncovered, The True Story of Changed Lives, and also Everyone is a Winner, True Stories That Changed the World of Sports. He and his wife, Felicity, live in England and have two children. Jonathan, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be with you. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what passage you have for us today. Yeah, so we're going to look at uh, Luke 24 and verses 46 and 47. He, He told them, this is what is written, the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So this passage is at the very end of Luke's gospel. So why don't you set the stage for us, Jonathan? What's the context of these verses? Yeah, so we're, we, we're perhaps familiar with the Great Commission from, from Matthew's gospel. This, I guess, in many ways is the Great Commission in, in Luke's gospel. So in the chapter previous, um, the Lord has been crucified. Uh, his death and burial are recorded in, in Luke 23. And then uh, in chapter uh, 24, we see uh, this great conversation on the road to Emmaus where Jesus kind of surprises uh, these guys, and then he appears to the disciples. And the verses that we're reading here is him speaking to the disciples as the risen Lord Jesus, and he's commanding them to to go and uh, and share the good news of the gospel with all nations. So these verses are the Great Commission, Christ sending out his disciples and all of us into the world to speak his good news. How did these verses here in Luke become so important to you, Jonathan? Yeah, well, it's I, they are personal to me, I think, because uh, I grew up in a family where my, my father's an evangelist. And so he would spend all his days really sharing this message. This the, the, These couple of verses give us a great overview of the whole Bible message. And um, I guess that was the heartbeat of what was going on in our family. Mm. Uh, Dad would be away for, for many months of the year sharing the gospel at churches around the world, around the world and around the UK. And so he would often highlight these verses to remind us as a family, why is it that he's away from home? What is it that he's doing? And so this verse starts by saying, this is what is written. This is what the Bible records. And what does it, what does it record? Well, it records a number of things that, that this verse highlights. So the need for forgiveness of sins, the, the fact that we've all done wrong, uh, the Bible says we're all like sheep. We've gone astray. And sheep are, 
it's not a compliment to be called a, a sheep. They're, <laughs> they're, stu- they're stubborn and, uh, and silly animals. They go away from where's safe and where's right. And that's, that's us. We've all done wrong. And so we need to be forgiven. Well, how does that come about? Well, the, the Bible word here is the Messiah. There's a savior. There's a rescuer. How is it that that's, uh, that comes about? How does he save? Well, in a, in a slightly puzzling way, perhaps for if we were going to plan this rescue, we wouldn't do it like this. But God, he dies, he suffers, mm. but he rises, rises from the dead and on the third day. And as a result, if we repent, the Bible says that forgiveness that he offers can be ours. Mm. And that's the message for everybody. You see, it says this needs to be preached. This needs to be shared. This needs to be talked about in his name. It's Jesus who is the, who is the savior, not us. But as his name is preached to all nations, then that forgiveness can be ours. And that's that's the message of the Bible. That's the gospel message. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to rescue and save. And so they've become very special, really, as a family, because we saw that that's what, what dad was spending his time doing. But as a Christian, what is my hope? My hope is these verses, that Christ suffered, died, rose again. And through repentance, he gives forgiveness of sins. And that, that's so special. Yeah, that's the good news, isn't it? Absolutely. As Christians, we have nothing better to celebrate than this. And so, you know, whatever our day is, is going to bring today, maybe we're, we're excited about things that are going to happen. Maybe we're slightly daunted. We have something precious to hold on to. Jesus died. He rose. And he has brought about repentance and forgiveness if we're putting our trust in him. And that, oh, that is precious, very precious. It is indeed. These verses are so precious to us because it meets us where we are. Mm-hmm. It knows that we need to repent of our sins. They have the assumption that we need a savior and we do. So it's not oh. only the story of the Bible. This is the story, the true story of the whole world. This is reality reflected in these verses. It's what we need. Absolutely. And I think that's what's so incredible about the gospel is God could have just left us to our own devices because we'd rejected him, but he, he meets us exactly where we are with exactly what we need. And that's what these verses contain. So let's talk about what these verses reveal about God. What can we learn about his heart, his character from these verses? Well, I think as we look at this verse and, you know, maybe we're, we're in the car on the way to, to school and we can't spend time studying it. Uh, perhaps. But once we look at the, the verses, I think there are sort of clear sections as we read it. So it starts off that Jesus told them, this is what is written. So I think the first thing it teaches us is that God is a historical God, that he's a, he's a detailed man, if we can put it that way reverently. Mm. These things were recorded and written. This isn't a fairy tale. This is truth. Mm. So these things are written that the Messiah will, will suffer. Well, why would God suffer? It can only be because he, he loves us. And the Bible tells us that. It was while we were sinners, he died for us. He demonstrates his love for us by dying for us. So he's historical. He's loving. On the third day, it says he, he rose from the dead. Well, <laughs> that must mean God is powerful. Hmm. Someone has to be powerful to, to rise from the dead, and only God can do that. But his impact is life-changing because it says he rose from the dead and repentance comes. Well, that is life-changing. Repentance is doing a a U-turn, a a whole change of direction. Mm -hmm. So God, 
he, he's life changing. And that life, life changingness, if I can use that, that word, <laughs> comes through the forgiveness of sins. So God, he is forgiving. This morning, this afternoon, whenever we're listening to this, there may be things that we just think, oh, I've messed up in that way. Well, God is forgiving. Not that he's forgetful, but he's, he's forgiving. If he was forgetful, he might remember. But the Bible says he remembers our sin no more. So he is forgiving and he's inviting. So he wants this message to be shared. He, he wants people to come to himself. Uh, he's an inviting God. And who does he want to invite? Well, it says here, all nations. Hmm. God's love and forgiveness is, is offered to all, and he wants it to be shared with all nations. And, and so what does it teach us of God? Well, in just in these, this one little sentence, so many different things about him. And all of those characteristics are precious. They're things that we can hold on to that we, we don't find in the same way in any other being. Sure, we may have friends who are loving or parents that are forgiving. But where do we see it done perfectly? We find it in the person of Jesus. We find it in God himself. So, Jonathan, you are an evangelist. That is part of the calling God's put on your life. And if you were talking to someone, they're in the car, you mentioned, they're listening to this podcast, they've heard God's word, they've heard us talk about the basic truths of the gospel. What would you invite that person, that child to do in response to these verses? Well, I think they, the pattern in the Bible, whenever we see something like this, is to do a number of things. First of all, is to think about who God is, because this, this, these verses tell us about who God is. So think about what, do, what does this verse tell us about God? And we've picked out a few things that it tells us. But the, the right response is then to say, well, do I match up to that? And again, I think these verses tell us that, that we just don't. We do things that are wrong we disobey, we need forgiveness for sins, as this verse tells us. But then we need to think about, well, what has God done then? Because if I don't match up to him, what has he done? Mm -hmm. And again, this verse tells us, tells us that he has died for us. He's risen again. He offers forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so the right question, whatever age we are, whether we're, we're the littlest in the family or the oldest, is to say, okay, what what now do I need to do? Hmm. And this verse tells us we need to repent. We need to turn around. We need to stop going against God and say, God, I'm sorry, forgive me and change me. Hmm. And that's exactly what he offers to do in this verse. Well, I pray that the Lord will use these verses to help us to not only trust him more and repent of our sin, but also to tell other people about the good news. So Jonathan, would hmm. you disclose our time with a word of prayer? I'd love to. Yeah, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus, your son, to be the savior of the world. Thank you that you offer forgiveness when we repent and turn to you. Help us today to meditate on who you are and what you've done and how we need to respond to that. And help us to be bold and tell other people about Jesus. Father, we pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.